All right, so Gavin, here we are. We're uh, we're we're, do- we're doing this thing. We're uh, we're here on uh, the wonderful world of podcasting. What's going on, man? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm I'm pretty well. It's a it's a Sunday night on uh, the on Thanksgiving week, and we're we're about to talk some hoops. First, first off, I I need you, man, to uh, as as we get this thing going. Let, let, let's just let's just tell tell people a little bit about who you are, man. Uh, my name is Gavin. Uh, I ain't going to disclose anything else, but my name is Gavin. I am a junior at Westchester University. Um, my major is media and culture, which is basically podcasting, commentary, or journalism, broadcasting, all that good stuff. Um, I hope to find a job in ESPN to make them better because uh, it's a lot of hot takes being thrown out there. <laughs> but, like, like, like that's not going to happen on this show. Of course not, but that's you know, not going to happen on this show. Yeah, we're 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 hot take free basketball without bias. None none of that none of that BS. I guess partly bias, but okay. But <laughs> how about yourself, man? Oh man, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm glad to be here. Uh, those those that that are listening to know me know my my background and uh, my work in this game at the high school and grassroots level very well. Um, I'm now a grad student at Westchester University and I'm kind of keeping myself involved uh basketball wise through the uh the, the platform that is content um such as doing this show with you and on top of that uh as you know Gavin I have an extensive library of uh X's and O's material that I'm uh, starting to to publish out there on the uh, the good old world wide web so check them out yo you got some good stuff coming out there Look, that's why I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil anything on the show, but uh, or at least for now. But the the book we have dropping tomorrow, um, is is, is going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty damn good. So, we you know uh, this show, it's it, we hope regardless of what level of basketball knowledge you have or what 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 your interest is in the game, you know we we just want this to be a place where you can come, listen to. Two guys in their twenties talk a little bit of basketball, and uh, may, maybe learn a thing or two. I guess. So, Look, this is this is more. You know, like I said, two guys talking basketball. With you know, we're gonna keep the bias out of it. As as my point, as, as as he has a Sixers hat on. So, <laughs> go ahead, man. I'm cold, man. I'm, I'm I'm cold, and I had a bad hair day, so I you know I had to put it on. Okay, buddy. <laughs> go ahead, man. Let's get it. Let's get it started. People want to hear baseball. Let's get it started. Yeah, let, let's let's get right to it. So first and foremost, uh, the NBA in season tournament uh, at at the time of recording this podcast is winding down group play. I believe the last night of group play is a, is officially Tuesday night, and then it'll it, it, it'll get into the, uh, the 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 championship format. From there, first off, Gav, let, let's kind of dive into this because it's it's certainly been a, a polarizing topic, uh, more so across the sports world than I guess the immediate basketball world. How, how do you feel about this in season tournament? Not just the format, but you know, let's just start with the very notion of of the NBA having an in season tournament. I, I, I feel like in the basketball world, we're not talking about it enough, but the rest of the sports world is. I don't like it. Um, the reason I don't like it is it's kind of confusing, but I understand it. I get what they're trying to do. If you're trying to promote players to play and to 
you know, maximize competition. I'm, I'm all for competition. Now, you, you know, we all like good competition, great games. You know, we, there's a game on right now uh, with one of the stars isn't playing. So I understand that. But I don't think an in-season tournament is the way to do it, especially with the format. It's kind of, you know, getting a little bit tricky uh, to understand after a while. Uh, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, go back to, um, I think it was Detroit versus the Sixers, right? And people were mad. <laughs> people were mad. And, and people were mad that um, Joel and B dunked the ball at the end because they're like, oh, well, dude, you're running up the score. Like, well, what is yeah, that? It wasn't running up the score. It wasn't running up the score. For those who don't know, points matter. Yeah. Um, it's like hockey almost. Points matter. Um, and, you know, versus ranking and standards in the end season tournament. I did not know that. To me, I was like, oh, Joel B dunked the ball. But I, I, at the end of the day, Dom, I'm not a big fan of this. I feel like there's another way to do it. I, I don't think this is the right way to, to go about it. So I, I, I see, I, I see both sides of the coin. Um, I, you know, you touched on it with the fact that we, we don't want guys sitting out. You know, the the early third, sitting out a significant amount of games, the early third of the season. Um, you know, from a, a revenue standpoint. You know, and and a financial standpoint, look, fans are fans are paying in some of these bigger markets. Fans are paying their hard-earned money to come see some of these guys. You know, you look next week uh, when, or sorry, not next week, but in a couple weeks when the Lakers come here to Philadelphia. You know, let's say with this new format, right? Or I'm sorry, without this new format, let's say this is this time of year, right? Are the are the Lakers going to have everybody healthy? coming into here or, you know, vice versa, or a guy's going to sit because it's, it's not, you know, a, a quote unquote marquee game this early in the season. Um, and that's not maybe the best example, but you know, or, or let's take, you know, a, um, let's take like a Charlotte, for example, right? No, no disrespect to the Hornets, but you know, let's, Lakers go to Charlotte this early in the season. Le- LeBron's not going to feel compelled to play. Anthony Davis is not going to feel compelled to play. I have a problem with that though. No, and, and I do too, and, and I think this is part of the solution to that. Now, on the other hand, right, and one of, one of the things I like about Adam Silver as a commissioner is – Best in all sports, by the way. Best one of all sports. Right right, right now. I mean, his competition is not much. <laughs> and I, look, he's done, he's done a solid job. We're not going to get into that too much, but it, it's, it's, it's not hard to be the best commissioner in sports – when you're going up against Roger, Roger Goodell and Rob Manfred, Gary Bettman, and especially Rob Manfred, but well, that's that's for another pod. Hey, this is strictly basketball, man. Yeah, that's for that's for that that's a conversation for another day. But one of the things I like about Commissioner Silver is he's very big on global influence. Um, the, you know, the, the obviously the whole globalization of the game. So what you know, I think one of the things he was kind of looking at with this in season tournament is kind of like how they do, um in other parts of the world with soccer, right? You know, you you have the UEFA Champions League where, okay, you have teams from the Premier League, teams from Serie A over in Italy um, go into it, you know, and they all do this, you know, quick round-robin in-season tournament. Um, you know, the NBA's isn't round-robin, but I think that's part of the direction they were, they're trying to head in with this. There's only one major flaw to that, obviously, and it's that the NBA is not – deploying teams to play teams from other leagues. Um, so, you know, I, I, I get the concept behind it. I, I don't think it's the best idea. I, I don't think it's the best idea. 
Some people like it because the you know the, these quote unquote lesser teams have something to play for now because they're not going to be playoff teams. Um, which to me is still like all right. Like I mean, how could you decipher someone not being a playoff team ten games in? Right. I mean, we were talking about before we started. We were talking about how the top six teams in the West, two of them are were bottom teams last year, and I mean by Oklahoma City and and Houston. And now they're you know Houston sitting at six, and I think Oklahoma City sitting at four. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, but the, the Thunder have been on an upward trajectory. But yeah, but they were but, a playing team. But the, but it's kind of but that's what I'm saying. That's the best part. The first ten games of of the NBA season, the Pistons, not the Pistons. Sorry. The Timberwolves are number one in the West right now, tied for number one in the West. Definitely my biggest surprise in the West is Minnesota. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shocked those guys are, have we'll get into that. We'll get into that. figured out the way they have. Um, but sticking with the with the in-season tournament, okay, looking at the current MVP ladder right now, um, there, there shouldn't be too many surprises, all right? But let's first off, Gav, I, I want to get into Mr. Tyrese Halliburton looking like the best playmaker in the NBA right now. Uh, first in the league in 15 assists per game. He's making guys – I mean, he's – it's been it, – I expected this from Halliburton. Um, you know, I, I didn't see it that fast, though. Yeah, I didn't necessarily see it coming that fast, uh, especially after the Being trade, crazy. just because, you know, we, we didn't necessarily know what direction the Pacers were going in. But, you know, I, I – Always believe in Rick Carlisle's ability to develop outstanding lead guards. This is another example. Tyrese Halliburton right now is at the top of the quote-unquote MVP ladder for this in-season tournament right now. Let, let, let's, let's get some pre preliminary thoughts on uh, Halliburton from your perspective. Well, Tyrese Halliburton has always been on a trajectory upwise. I said it to you yesterday. I said the best thing that ever happened in Tyrese Halliburton's career is getting traded from Sacramento to there. You gave him an opportunity where he's not playing under a, a De'Aaron Fox, which is by no disrespect my saying that at all. De'Aaron Fox is a phenomenal player. But a guy like Tyrese Halliburton, it's the same thing with Tyrese Maxey. You, you got to give them the ball so they can develop and be better players. You give Tyrese Halliburton the ball, you give him players around him that could, you know, Complement his game that can knock down shots that can you know play inside as well. That is what they needed the most in in um for him. And like I said, down you you said the best actually. That right now looks like the best playmaker in all of NBA right now. And that and there's a lot of guys, even even vets too. He dropped 15 assists against the Sixers. Like like th this guy is on another level. He was a first time All Star last year. I don't think he was now. Correct me wrong. I don't think he was voting. I think he was a, a reserve, right? Yeah. This year he'll be a starter. If he if he keeps winning this I, year, I, I, I don't know if he'll be a starter. I okay, think starter be, might be. I think it's a little too early to to kind of talk. That might about. be far fetched. That might be far fetched. I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying it's far fetched. Um, I I, I do think it's a little early though, because you know we we do have to see can the Pacers. Can, can can the Pacers keep trending the way they are? You know, not it's not necessarily just about his play, right? Um, he is making you know the guys around him better. Now, granted, he's I, I think he's got some pieces with him that complement his style. Always got good kickout options. You know, guys like Buddy Heald, Bruce Brown, Matherin, 
And so that was a great a, dump a, off great option and, and a great uh, pick and roll partner in a Miles Turner. But that was a great pickup too, Bruce Brown. Like, Absolutely. Was- I mean, you know, you, you talk about a you know a, a Swiss Army knife and adjusting from the standpoint of an adjustment killer, um, and somebody that you have to be able to to factor into your game plan regardless of where he kind of is in the scouting report. Um, Bruce Brown won a couple of games for Denver Nuggets in, in the playoffs last year. Absolutely. 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 You know, and you look at, right, you look at what Halliburton can do in terms of getting in the lane, getting his man on his hip, and in terms of late probes where he's getting closer to the rim and you don't necessarily know if he's going to finish or kind of come back uphill. That's created so much. That's that's caused so many issues for opposing defensive shells. Where you know, okay, am I making that decision to now? I'm going to kind of present the presence of help on Halliburton and give up a kickout, or or are we just going to let let the on ball defender kind of keep that one on one? You know, he he forces you to make he he forces so many decisions um, from a defensive standpoint. And it's and it opens up so much for their offense. Um, speaking of guys that are offensive engines, we, we talked about this off the uh off the pod the other day. Demontis Sabonis has, has, is climbing that is, is really climbing that ladder. Um in the last week in particular, has has looked like the the uh the, the best player of this in-season tournament. He stepped up in De'Aaron Fox's absence. Um, he's averaging a triple double right now, second in the league in rebounding, tenth in assists. Right now, if 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 it ends today, Gavin, it's it's hard for me to kind of make a choice between these two. But I I really and you know I, I we said basketball without bias, but for those that are listening that know me, I have a very soft spot for my fellow European friends. Um, <laughs> Demontis Sabonis is my in season tournament MVP. Okay, I, look, nothing to take away from him at all. All right, your your star, not your star, but your your you know your Batman or Robin, whoever you want to look at him, goes down, and you had to manage ship, and you stepped up when they needed you the most. You kept the team, you know, there, and his numbers look great, Dom. I mean, this year alone, he's 19, 19, 12, like yo, nineteen points. He's shooting forty two percent from the three this year. That you. By the way, that is his best, his best behind the three since 2018. Down, he hasn't shot that great behind the three since 2018. Like, but I, I if I had to pick the two, I'm still going Halliburton. Because although, although, and granted, you're right, he had to step up. But now that Darren Fox is back or is getting acclimated back, now your role, I don't want to say diminished, but now. You're you're not the head guy. You're not creating the offense. You're not generating the offense no more. So that's why I don't disagree with you with saying you would pick him. I don't know about the old European biasness, but I don't know about that one. <laughs> but it, it it it's hard to look past him in the past. We can say, wow, this guy did not step up when they needed him. This you know at, at all. But I'm going with Halliburton if I had to pick somebody. So so I'm I'm gonna say this about Demontis Sabonis. Um, you know, he is not. 
don't and, and somebody's going to misconstrue what I'm about to say, but he is not Nikola Jokic. Um, but in terms of what he presents for for the Kings, in terms of what you can do with him and and his capabilities, skill set wise, he and it, it's it's clearly been the not the numbers reflect what's been on display, right? You he, you have to factor him in in every phase of the game, right? He's a solid ball handler. You can ha- have him facilitating from multiple spots on the floor. Like that's one of the things um, I remember when you know when he first got over there with Mike Brown was a, you know he's going to be in in a lot of Princeton offense, a lot of point series, a lot of corner offense where he's facilitating, making decisions from the elbows. Now he can't see. The passes that now he can't see every pass that Jokic sees. You know that that guy sees passes that nobody else sees, right? Jokic but, sees things happen before he even happens. Absolutely. Um, but you you can put Sabonis on the floor in any spot, and he can make things happen. And when he's with De'Aaron Fox, where they're coming down the floor, you know, if five out delay set, little reverse, Fox chases it into a get. If if you deny Fox hard on that get. Now Sabonis is turning the corner, getting downhill, right? Not a lot of bigs in the NBA can do that. Um, and he's been able to do it in Fox's absence, right? Like you said, he's having a great season thus far from beyond the arc, you know. And a, and a lot of those and a lot of those shots aren't necessarily um, pick and pops, you know. He's coming down, he's getting looks from the trail, right? You know, he's spotting up in in different spots where the Kings have those lineups out there that are, ne- that are allow it to be a little more positionless and he's not, you know, necessarily constricted to a certain role where they need him to be a facilitator. Um, this is, this is a really good season of growth thus far for Sabonis. So I really would, would lean more towards him over Halliburton, especially because Sabonis has been in the league for a couple of years now. Right. I mean, that, that's fair. He's, that's kind fair. Of, he's kind of, at that point in his career where it's like you don't get me wrong. You have to always develop, but there's a certain point where the book is out on you and you are what you are. I don't think we're there yet with Tyrese Halliburton. I think in terms of the basketball clock, we're there with DeMontis Sabonis and he's continuing to improve and winning while doing it. I mean, that's a fair way to put it. Look, I I mean, I'm not going to take away anything from neither one of these two gentlemen whatsoever. They're both doing what they are asked to do. I just think now, like like I said, I'll reiterate it. Now that Fox is back, you're going to like, okay, the Montes bonus, you don't have to do all of that anymore to that higher degree anymore. You yeah. can kind of go back to your role. And I'm and I'm not taking anything away. Remember, in that playoff series versus Golden State, they went up 2-0, right? Wrong. They went up two against Jose. He was giving Draymond Green the Draymond Green the business. He yeah. was giving Green the, until he got stomped on. Like it, like it, like it was no one else's business. But I will say, these two guys right now, they're hard to pick one. I gotta go with Halliburton because night in and night out, his job is still the same. He has to create for others, where Simonis doesn't have to do that at all times. So, so I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Let, let let's go back to Draymond Green and people getting stepped on, or in, in this case, getting put in a chokehold. Bro got choked out, and Rudy go. I just want can I, can I, can I, can I please <laughs> let me take points. You, they're, they're, I'll, I'll let you know. start this one off. Let me let me start this one off. So, Dom, the game happens, right? The game tip off. 
no points were scored. <clears throat> Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels, that's his name, right? Yep. Get into a I don't I don't know what the it's like I don't what would you call what they started? Like locked arms, shoving mats. I don't know what you would call it. Draymond Green sprints halfway across the court. Rudy Gobert, ladies and gentlemen. I would you say Rudy is the most hated player in the NBA? I, I don't know. I, I won't go that far. I, 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 I don't know if I'd go that far. He's not he's not well liked. According to Patrick Beverly, he he's not well liked. Okay. That's what Pat Bev said. His words, not mine. Draymond Green. So Rudy Gobert is trying to break up the break up this, you know, little shoving match. Draymond Green comes over and grabs a seven foot one Frenchman and at the purpose like that and starts choking him out down, choking him out across court. Good what 15, 15, 20 seconds it felt like. Yep. Draymond Green has a, a huge smile on his face. And 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 the top is off. This is on national television. This is on TNT. All right. It doesn't get no better than this. Now, my initial reaction was, are you surprised? This no. no. This is a I'm only surprised with the vicious intent behind it. Because you, you I mean, there's only what two other times in NBA history we've seen someone get choked out, maybe. If even. This one to the extent of first of all, Draymond Green had Rudy Gobert in defenseless position. He was he was guessing for error. And two, he had a smile on his face. The reason I say I'm not surprised, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is because it's because it's a track record. People say, Oh, it's not fair you suspended Draymond Green for guys. Every year it's something. And it's not once a year, Dom, it's twice a year, sometimes even three times a year. Go back to kicking Steven Adams in the groin. That that that's I mean that's uncalled for movement. Go back to when he gripped up, I forget what player it was coming down the lane and he gripped him and pulled him out the air. Draymond Green is playing 90s basketball in a, in an air in an area where you can't do that. Do I need do I need to keep going? I mean, and this one's ticky tech. You sweat the LeBron James groin. I don't like that call. I, I didn't like that at all. But this is a proven track record, but you can't do that. At some point, you gotta be like, yo, what are you doing? That's what Steph Curry's face up. What are you doing? So down. You get choked on national television. I don't. I don't know what else. Five. I think five games is. I don't think it was enough. I think it's just. So let, let me preface this. I, I I love Draymond Green. I always have. I always will. I'm scared to go against him. He might choke me out too. <laughs> but I, I I have to ask. Is it possible to perhaps do less? I mean, let's think about it. Right. At this point in your career. Let's let's say like let, let's just push it off till like June, right? Would it would it be such a hassle to kind of pull your head out of your behind and and just stop, you know? Really, well, just, just stop. The, the the suspension itself, and I'm, I'm glad you touched on this. It 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 tells something of you know a, 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 like a non-starter is a reprimand, right? It's. A, a, a five for me, a five game suspension feels simultaneously both like an underwhelming but yet excessive punishment. Okay, yes, here's why. So you, you, he goes and gets Go Gobert, right? Who's he breaking up the fight? The way. What he's breaking up the fight, but he's not acing. He's breaking it up. Rudy Gobert. Right. Okay. If if he didn't put him in a chokehold, like one or two games would have been would have been fine. Okay. But a punishment for this, to me, just it, it, it doesn't necessarily exist in, in a vacuum, right? Like, you earned this, 
you earned this. And then, you know, you have Steve Kerr going out there as, as he always has. And all respect to Steve Kerr defending you. Okay. Like, Oh my God. Well, Dre, you know, Draymond's this Draymond's that Draymond's the scapegoat for all the, the player antics. But, but, but nobody, I don't, I don't see. And look, and listen, there's other dudes in the league that are at just as capable of doing this as Draymond. <laughs> but they're not doing it. Not doing it. It's not a league versus Draymond type of thing. Can I just say this real quick? Can I just say this? Oh, I love the guy. I love Pat Bev. I love Pat Bev. Not because he's a sixer now. Pat Bev does the whole tough guy, but he's annoying. He doesn't do that. He does he does little antic moves. You're like, why? But choking someone national television, Dom, I don't think five games was enough. Didn't Brandon Ingram get more for punching Chris Paul in the face? Yeah. Than than what Draymond Green did. So we're talking about a punch. Sorry, we're talking about a punch that I mean, Dom, I could throw a punch, you could throw a punch, but choking someone on national television where everyone can watch, it's not NBA TV, it's not league pass. This is on TNT. Uh, all, all places to have. Well, I mean, the one thing Draymond, speaking of TNT, has going for him is Shaq said he would have done the same thing. Well, yeah, but you're talking, but that, but okay, in Shaq's error, error, error or area or lead time, time, he he did that. Errors, they did yeah. that. That's what they. That's what they came from. You're talking like Draymond Green would have fared well in the '90s and he does today. 90s nine 90s and early 2000s he would have he would have fared just fine i mean charles barkley and Shaq get into it every every tuesday every thursday but they also get into they also got into it in real life and you remember and dom i don't know if you remember but chuck said did we even get suspended for that fight we had i don't that's what i'm saying like back in the day that was something well, you can't go choke someone on national television i feel bad for Steph curry i i really do and we're, 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 how do you guys get into an argument and fight that badly before a point is even scored and make so, them here, here's my here's my thing right we, we, like to kind of to kind of close the book on this draymond situation as t- t- tuesday marks a week since it's happened don't worry what happened against him you i know okay okay you kind of beat me to the punch you've earned this so, but what happens though when he comes back and then something like this happens again for a, just as stupid of a reason? Like when, when does Steve Kerr, Gav, I, I, I know you're a Drake fan, right? Yeah. When, for Steve Kerr, when to say when? <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's a great, I'm glad you know that. That's a great song. When, no, a great song. Seriously, like when, when does he interview? Like when? But, when? That's not Steve Kerr. That's not Steve Kerr. The problem is, is Draymond Green is crucial to that team, and you know that. The same exact reasons you talked about how DeMontis and Jokic and everything, he's like a middle of both of them, right? He, okay, remember back in, uh, 20, okay, time out. Remember back in 2017, before they got Kevin, before they got Kevin Durant? 2016. 2016, sorry, where Draymond Green was a scorer and he was setting up Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Dray, Draymond, Draymond is a you know yeah he, he's he, he's a he is a capable he's important to the he's important absolutely yeah he's he, like, he's he's the constant you know if, if there's one thing I think that everybody loves about Draymond's career is he's been the consummate glue guy right in the locker room off the court um and on the court as well on both ends of the floor right he he's a consummate glue guy 
But at this point in his career, like what what's what's the point of all this? My thing is this. You why and we'll close the book on this one. Why being a what does being a tough guy prove if we already have the resume for it? Don, you know my biggest my biggest 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 fear is for Draymond Green is we don't remember Draymond Green for the player, we remember Draymond Green for the actions. We don't remember him for his play, we remember him for choking out Rudy Gobert, for punching Jordan Poole in the face, for for stepping on DeMontes Sabonis, for right LeBron James growing for like for all the things that take away from his play. This guy yeah, is a defensive player. Yeah, this guy's a defensive player. He's a four-time champion. We're not gonna remember that because of actions like this. And that's yeah. a shame. No, it's 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 definitely a good point. You know, the 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 polarization of Draymond is certainly something that at, at this point is, is never gonna cease to exist, or even or it might not even lessen uh as as this year goes on. Yes, that's possible. But on to as uh as you know, one of the things we want to do with this podcast, not just have it as an NBA podcast, but you know, kind of a, a a great scope of the basketball world, right? We'll talk men's college. Um, I wanna, I want to, I didn't run this by you yet, but here and there, sprinkling a little bit of what's going on around the rest of the world with with with, with overseas. Um, if you give me a chance, the, to clean, yeah, that's fine. With all fine. the overseas leagues, but I, I I know this is I know this is really your forte and something you've kind of always prided yourself on. Since you started your journey in the uh, in in media, is women's college basketball, and right now there are, I mean, it's the game is on is on the upswing, right? Uh, believe it or not, believe it or not, uh, I, I heard this a couple weeks ago on, on Sports Talk Radio. The women's college championship last year had better ratings than the World Series. Believe it. Um, believe it. But on to women's college basketball as we as we have a little less than uh, ten minutes here in this fourth quarter of our show is right now my Lasia Fullwiley, or as the Twitter world has affectionately taken to her as Kyrie Irving, which is well earned by the way, is taking the country by storm. Oh my um, oh you my know, I, I I am enjoyed watching her the other day so much to where I went back on synergy yesterday, part of in prep for the show. Um, but man, Gavin, she is special. She is. It's like I said, it's well-earned that the whole, the whole notion of the, the quote unquote, Kyrie Irving, um, great secondary ball handler. She might be the best transition player in the country right now. And that's men's or women's. Um, she's really fun to watch. Well, <laughs> tell, t- talk to the people, man. So let's just go back, right? Let's just go back. I want to take it back to last year's team, right? The team that came close, all that. Someone asked Dawn Staley, is this a rebuilding year? You know how disrespectful a question that is to Dawn Staley? <laughs> Ask her. Now, granted, guys, I understand. The, the, the fact of the matter is she had arguably one of the most dominant freshman class groups ever come by, Zaya Cook, Bree Bill. Aaliyah, Aaliyah Boston, Victoria Saxon. That's a dominant group alone, all right? They they what down, they lost three games in total in their whole four years, four to five years, right? But they asked don't say the question like she doesn't know how to coach is crazy. Now to go back to the top of my hand, 
But Wiley is just different. I saw the, the everybody saw the highlight play of her on transition with the little behind the back move reverse layup that gave the nickname Kyrie Irving to her, right? That was just interesting. Why? And then she, you know, she scores what 18, 18 in a recent game versus South Carolina versus Clemson. Then versus um the the game that made her famous, she scored seventeen versus um Notre Dame, and then and then all, all these games by the way, they all South Carolina dropped a hundred by the way, so we all put that to rest, and then and then finally, and finally Dom, she she's just she just the way she's doing, she's doing so much swag, so much emotion, so much absolutely different. That's why I love the women's game because there's so methodical that. You could find you like okay the men's game and I'm not trying to you know hate on the men's game whatsoever. After a while, it all looks the same. You don't see talent. Like after a while, but in the women's game, you got girls like Paige Beckers, Cameron Brink, you know Juju Watkins, who we're gonna talk about in just a second. For Wiley, these these girls, these young ladies, their talent shows. You have like you have the the the, the regular players, they have the next year, and then there's them. The ones that change the game, you feel their impact. I remember Paige Becker's single-handedly beat South Carolina her freshman year. So, Dom, Fuwali is definitely one of these players, but we're going to she, she She is a – she's absolutely a – surely sealing her uh, her fate as a generational prospect. Sure. For sure. Right now. Who else is doing that too? Juju Watkins. Juju Watkins. Juju – I mean, Dom. 30 points do it. How many? How many? Is it four 30 point games or three? I think just stay hooping. And and the and and the way she's doing it as well, you know, able to able to attack all off ball screens and hit pull-ups. Gets to her spots beautifully. Um great at creating separation, you know. Her ability to attack closeouts. She's she is so fundamentally sound. Um, it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody that she's fourth in the country right now in scoring. And I, to be honest, to be to be honest with you, I I kind of expect her to to get that number one spot here in the coming weeks. I think so. I think so. And, and I I just want to preface real quick. Um, they're both freshmen, by the way. There's a lot of good freshmen: Jada Williams, Hannah Indigo. Like Don, we could sit here a whole hour and talk about the women's game. We don't got that much time left. But there's one thing I want to talk about before we get up, get up on out here. Let's, let's stick with the women's game. The the defending champions, down LSU. There's some drama going on. They're not playing right. basketball. You get, you get Haley Van Lip and Alicia Morrow, who dropped forty some points out of the game, by the way. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Bayou Barbie. We're talking about you know Big Four. What the hell is going on? So uh, yeah, this is. I think this is a good point to wrap up on. Um, I. I, I personally, and I and I said this to you off the pod yesterday. I, I kind of want to see what comes out in the coming days, you know, to say the least. In 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 uh, in the present, however, you know, Kim Mulkey and Angel were strong personalities. You know, I remember when Angel transferred from Maryland to LSU, and, back, to her, by the way. and yeah, and the backlash that she took, um, and the way she handled it, you know, I, I thought for her was fitting. Um, you know, she, she's very vocal. She, she's a very prideful individual and, you know, that, uh, embodies her play as well. You know, so I, I, I personally don't, um, don't want to kind of comment too much until we kind of have more information on what's going on. 
Um, but I, I will say, I think this is kind of opening the door, um, especially in the age of NIL to the future of, uh, of, of, I guess the bravado of, uh, college sports. I'll, I'll end it like this. You're right. I don't want to say too much because, uh, just a lot of speculations. We got GPAs, we got parents. All I'm going to say is this, I'm going to just say this to Flage's mom and to Angel's mom. Don't get it. Don't don't do that. Don't 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 do that. Dom, you you coached. You know how parents get about you know their their, their kids. Don't do that. That's what I'm saying. Don't you don't want don't don't ruin something that's great for those who are saying can y'all just who can y'all just be drama. I I feel like this is I feel like their win did create egos. But here's what I'm going to say. They're both successful in their different ways. I, I, they're both successful in their different ways, right? Meaning. One did it from, you know, she's, you know, basketball and her fan base comes from basketball and, and you know, modeling and, you know, and just, you know, being vocal. And, and I will say one thing about Angel Teresa, she is probably one of the most criticized uh, collegiate women's basketball players that ever played this game or in, in recent memory to my mind, to my knowledge. And when it comes to Flaje, you know, Big Four, we know her from the rap game. You know, her raps are good. Dom, you got to listen to one of her songs. They're actually really good. Um, all I'm gonna say is for those that are saying that the national chance of falling in-house, that's not true. We don't know what's really going on. Um, let's keep it in-house, ladies. So let's not go in because there's a lot of players been tweeting recently. Let's not do that. The defending chance will be fine. I think that Kyra loss did give him a humble pie, which I feel like they needed that just a little bit. You got Haley Van Lift, you got Moro, you still got Big Four, Angel Reese is gonna come back. And, and 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 all that, but I think to to write them off and and rate these narratives. My final closing argument, Don, before we get out of here is, moms, let's not do that. Let's let's not let's not do that. Let's not make assumptions. Let's keep everything in house because once you get everybody involved, is that's when it gets worse. The chance will be okay. They will be okay. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think the chance will be okay in the long run. Um, I I am interested to see how this continues to unfold. Uh, in the meantime, though, as we're wrapping up here, uh, if, if, if you did end up clicking on us and listening, thank you. Uh, Appreciate we, it. We hope to build uh, – to. this is the start of building something great here and, and, a, and a fun uh, fun listen and, and eventually a, a, a good, a good uh, basketball community here on the Full Court Press. Check us out, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Uh, we will eventually get dis- get on Discord as well. Uh, but that's related down the road. So, Gavin, thank you, man. This has been a fun first show. I, I look forward to uh, catching up this week. Heck yeah, man. Well, I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you another time. We, we got another one coming out Tuesday or Wednesday. Yep, around that. Around that. So, just be on the lookout for that. Thank you for all the support, y'all. Until next time, I'm Gavin. You're not gonna say I'm that. Dom Amoroso, baby. Let's get it.